0: Hello Bakersfield, I'm Andre Gonzalez.
1: I'm Rachel Magnus.
0: I'm Jesus Gonzalez.
1: I'm Carla Barrientos.
0: And you're listening to Hello Bakersfield, the podcast that was toting our pack along the dusty Winnemucca Road. When along came a semi with a high-end canvas cover load. If you're going to Winnemucca, Mac, with me you can ride. And so I climbed into the cab and then I settled down inside. He asked me if I liked... If I'd seen a road with so much dust and sand, and I said, "Listen, I traveled every road in this here land."
2: Yeah,
0: I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa. Oh, okay, I don't have to keep going, but you it's guys get a Doctor
3: Seuss poem. No, oh my god,
0: it's Johnny Cash people. Oh, oh. oh.
2: that was man our in black guess.
0: everywhere. No, you- everywhere man.
2: Everywhere. Well, I know, but don't uh, they call him the Man in black? I've been
0: everywhere. That's the a son. nickname. Yeah, for he, you. yeah, yeah. He's. The you man. have the
2: wrong color on today, I mean, it, Andre. <laughs> yeah, that blue is not. You're not in Johnny costume.
0: <laughs> anyway, the reason why this is important is because we have uh, Everywhere Woman, a woman who's been everywhere.
2: <gasps> How do you like that? A woman introduction? about the world. <laughs> 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 wow,
4: that was, that was a really weird segue. <laughs> Oh, Andre, we
2: love you.
0: Okay, I just realized what I was saying. I'm not trying to say you get around or anything. But...
2: Do the beach. Bridge, mean...
0: get Hold on.
2: How are you going to regroup here, Andre? I
0: need to cut, right. Hold on.
1: There's no cuts in podcast land, okay? Dig it deeper.
0: Somebody keep going.
1: No. Get it
4: together. <laughs>
3: Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, this is not the Richard Bean show.
4: anymore. <laughs>
3: <No>. <laughs> oh, hold on, let me just pull
0: together people. All right, Jennifer Sanderson is our guest today. Welcome.
4: Wow, well, what a welcome it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you
2: picture that going, Andre? <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh my god, amazing.
3: Because
2: no, So Jennifer has gave been us an around. incredible yeah, bio. Right. Longest you. bio we've received. Oh, it made us all laugh. We've yes. been talking about it um, since we got here this morning. And Andre is referencing a line in her bio.
0: She has lived in various cities on extended work assessments. Memphis, Kansas City, Reno, Sacramento, Woodbridge, New Jersey, and more. So...
4: So there's all the, the Johnny. Yeah, Cash. all the hot.
0: That's the Johnny Cash. I've been everywhere. <laughs>
4: right. That's how I
0: looped it all together.
4: <laughs> I I don't think it went quite as you planned. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I may have insulted our guest this morning.
4: Just a little you know, esoteric. With a little. We we no one knew what, what you were doing. <laughs> Oh, that's so good! <laughs> oh, I tried. So good. All right, Andre, let's regroup.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. We're gonna get right into it in just a few minutes with Jennifer Sanderson. But before we do so, we're gonna check in with our Hello Bakersfield team, and um, we're gonna do a high and low, and we're gonna start with Jesus.
3: Oh wow. Okay. Well, my high and my low. Um, actually, I this is something I kind of want to talk about, um, and I think it. It groups in my high and my low together, and um, it has to do with this week's CNN town halls. I don't know if you guys um, saw that. Mm -hmm. It's been a big week for the um, LGBTQ plus community, and and CNN hosted um, a town hall where candidates had the opportunity to address um, issues that are often put on the shelf during campaign season. Um, And for me, it was a historic moment to see uh, these presidential hopefuls address uh, civil rights issues that affect members of the LGBTQ plus community um, in such a direct way. And the town hall really had um, a stunning display of acknowledgement of um, queer history. And that gave me hope for a country's future that one day our federal government will pass an Equality Act to ensure equal protections um, under the law for everyone that is a part of that community. And um some of those protections are equal protections for um, the right to work in every state, regardless of your sexual sexual orientation or gender identity. Um, and I don't know if you guys had the, the chance to watch it, but I was really kind of um, brought to tears by um, Blossom Brown, who took the mic, and she uh, was a member of the trans community. And um, they have been kind of really marginalized, and there's been 19 transgendered women murdered so far in 2019, so it was really kind of somber and um, and just, uh, you know, they, they want to be heard. And I think it's a number that's far too great. But um, it was really just, it just gave me kind of hope because I think it's activism from women like Blossom Brown and from um, people who are running for president um, in the Democratic uh, arena that are going to hopefully bring meaningful change. So that's something that's kind of going on. In my world right now, and I know it's kind of not uh, a happy thing to talk about necessarily, but I think that it's just something that has been at the forefront of my mind. So I wanted to share that with everyone today. But uh what about what about you?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've appreciated your post this week. I, I have not had time to stay up with everything so you've through instagram i've kept up on some things and then of course you know google takes you on all the different yeah. paths but um i do appreciate you always making sure that your followers alone um, yeah. do know what's going on so thank you yeah of course
3: what's your uh, your high and your low
2: <laughs> well i haven't been on in a month did you guys miss me oh, did. so much
3: let us count the ways
2: Oh, that was really <laughs> sincere, uh, but <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Rachel,
0: what's going on between us?
2: Oh no, I love you, Andre, yeah. but. Um, we, I know I mentioned the reason I wasn't on the last couple episodes is because I was traveling with Henry's parents. They were here for England and, um, they were in Bakersfield a lot of the time, but we did get to go to Cambria and Carmel and explore some of California's most beautiful, um, landscapes and coastlines and drove up the one and did all of that. Um, and it was really nice to see, have Henry have family here. He hadn't seen his family in almost a year and, you know, I, I get so used to him just being in my life and mine. And so, you know, it was really, really important for him to get that, you know, familial um, connection again. And he, he has, we FaceTime all the time with his family, but to have them here was really special and to sh- share our life with them. They have not been to Bakersfield um, in about 20 years or so. So it was fun to share what we wow. love so much about Bakersfield with them. And um, the low, definitely though, of that trip was um, I thought once Henry and I decided to both live in California that there would not be any more um, crying in airports. I was wrong. I forgot about the family thing. So. <laughs> um, because that was the hardest part about having a long distance relationship. You know, we dated a couple years and we're flying back and forth, and um, it's horrible to say goodbye in an airport. And um, it rings true with everybody that has to say goodbye when you don't know how long you're going to see it until you'll see the person again so mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a wonderful the worst. so hard especially in airports it's, i feel like it's but, so rushed it is so beautiful though kind of too i mean as like a romantic like and you watch other people and like all yeah. of these exchanges I, I love airports i mean just the people watching is incredible and watching how people dress in airports is really fun and how they're traveling and the chaos and the and then those sweet sad goodbyes yes. are really beautiful and but to be part of one is not quite as beautiful i Think guess there's something the poetic good. about it but
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's for everyone else i was just in an airport too and i was lo- i remember when we exited the plane i was looking for like who's meeting up and like i saw a couple people who when they saw each other they were crying and i was like mm. Yeah. you know, And then I saw a few people leaving and they were crying too, but I enjoyed both. Mm-hmm. So it's not for you, it's for us. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs>
2: You're welcome, LAX, October. <laughs> <laughs> Andre, how about you?
0: Um, well, I'm excited about November. In um, just a few short weeks, we will have our second annual uh, Sister City Garden Festival. So, uh, you know, the city has invested several million dollars on this um uh, improvements about 10 years ago in Mill Creek Park and the Linear Park and Sister City Gardens and so when I uh, was elected to the city council I um, wanted to highlight that area and so we initiated with the Sister City organization a Sister City Festival and that's going to happen on um, in, in November and the date escapes me I should have prepared and where uh, that is time. it um right in um, Mill Creek uh, Linear Park uh, right right next to Central Park uh, no. adjacent to the museum
3: mm-hmm. And will we have um, constituents from our sister city in attendance? Um, we will
0: have a few people. The, the idea is in future years that we will grow the okay. event, and so more and more people will come. But we do have cultural groups from Bakersfield that will be performing, um, and we will have various different uh, food items representing the different um, sister cities. Um, and so it'll be a it'll be a fun-filled event and fun for the whole family. We last year we had passports, and this year we'll have little passports for kids, and, and it'll explain every sister city, and people can get them stamped at every garden. But I it's a that. way for us to kind of activate this area. It is on uh, November the sixteenth, Saturday, November sixteenth. Oh, okay.
2: That th- linear park is so beautiful. Yeah, oh, it, is. it is, and
0: you know, unfortunately, there are some issues with uh, regards to homeless, and we're, we're really working to try to you know build the shelters so that we can. Um, move people to the shelter and to day center. Um, but then the, the, that's not the final solution. The other part of it is you have to activate those spaces, right? So a location alone is is not enough. You have to actually have things going on. And so that's why this festival is really important to me that we, at least once a year, you know, really highlight, you know, these jewels that we have in our city. Um, and then the other high I have is that, you know, I started Second Saturday two years ago and, um, and we're recording this, um, on, uh, on October the 11th, but, uh, on this, uh, this Saturday, tomorrow, the 12th, uh, it'll be the two year anniversary of second Saturday. So I'm really excited about the, 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 fact that it has been alive for so long. And I, and I give all the credit to Shannon, um, Labar at purveyor house, who's really taking this project under her wing and, and kept it going. So it's been, uh, it's been an incredible um, project, and I'm really excited about all the work that's been done, and you know how much attention we're trying to bring to downtown even still. Carla,
1: Well, um my high is uh, I, we just celebrated my son's first birthday. and so, and it's also George and I, my husband George, it's our survival um, day too. So we <laughs> pulled out all the stops. It was such a great day. Um, some people say the party was for us. some say it was for him. Uh, I made sure it was very focused on my one year old so I made sure I had a full mariachi there uh, <laughs> it 's just something that every one year old needs um,
0: The party was lit
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you you were there um, it, it was It was such a great day. We had fun, uh, and there was something for everyone from face painting, jump house. Pool, um, and then there were also shots of Patron. Um, so everybody, <laughs> that's what enjoyed. I kept seeing on
2: Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: so there were sombreros floating around. I mean, it was such a great day, and we did this smash cake thing, which is kind of, I mean, borderline <laughs> like child abuse. Like I've never seen a kid enjoy a smash cake. There's this new tradition because now we're in this time where everything is a thing. So you get a cake. For a one year old baby, which the whole first year they say, no sugar, all this, you know, no salt, no this, blah, blah. You Glass get a <laughs> full on cake, okay, just for them. Then you expect them to like eat it and be all happy. And then you take pictures. Well, it never goes that way. The kid cries. The pictures are still fantastic. I think it's so great. The side
3: <laughs> eye was just like cracking up. <laughs> yes.
1: So there were all these like videos that were made of my son like looking around, like all skeptical of like, what are all these people doing? What's this cake? It was such a fantastic day. Um, and, you know, I my low, I, I don't really have a low. I just celebrated my birthday. And um, I'm very proud of getting closer to 40. I feel like 40 is kind of that point where you, as I don't know if men feel the same way, but for women, it's like start to really feel who you are and even don't give any more you know, freaks about it. <laughs> um, but, you know, I was thinking, oh, my low is my birthday, but it actually wasn't. I, I enjoyed getting older. So instead of two, a low and a high, I have two highs, my son's birthday and my birthday. So Cool.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to jump into our uh, show with uh, Jennifer Sanderson, and I'm going to kick it over to Rachel for the introduction.
2: Well, I mean, Andre, you've already done such a great job. Such a a clean intro. (laughs) I I get around. (laughs) 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 We've got that established. Let me give you a little bit better one. (laughs) I'm Uh, so
3: sorry about
0: that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We get where you're going. But today's guest, I was really excited to bring on. We've been talking about getting you on um, since you've been on our our short list since we started the podcast. So we're glad that you're here today. Um, But today's guest is um, originally from Santa Barbara, but grew up in Bakersfield and has truly pursued all things creative, um, primarily focusing on food and service industry. Um, When she moved back to Bakersfield... In the early 2000s, she was um, a a co-owner of one of the Bakersfield beloved restaurants, Valentines. Uh, Most recently, she has started a fabulous pop-up secret social called Venue Unknown. And in the next couple weeks, she is um, starting a new venture called the Neighborhood Pop Shop. Um, So we'll be talking about all those things with Jennifer. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. So how in the world <laughs> So let's get back to your bio Let's, kind of, let's start there
3: <laughs> the best There's so bio. much to cover <laughs> yeah. so
2: I think we booked Jennifer Maybe two or three months ago mm-hmm. And you know As whenever I invite any guest Okay we're just going to need a bio from you Very simple here it is um, and I'm following up to get the bio and yesterday <laughs> she gets me, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'll get it to you right now. I received <laughs> the best bio that may have ever been written. Wow. So it's a whole page long and, um, <laughs> it is written in such a humorous way. I, I was dying laughing. So, and the reason why I think it's so funny is because you've, your career has jumped around so much and it's really hard to articulate how right. much you have done. Right. Um, you came back to Bakersfield after kind of pursuing all of these different careers and you've really started to narrow your focus into food and entertainment and, you know, there's this there's a, there's a carved out little bit of creativity that really suits you. Okay. Do you not agree?
4: No, yeah. I, I, don't. <laughs> I've, I hope I've narrowed it down a bit.
2: <laughs> How did you get to where you are now?
4: Did you read the Bible?
1: <laughs> <laughs> our, our listeners have not. Please, for the listeners. So,
4: so I think that I I really could never figure out what I wanted to do is really the gist of it. Um, so as you age, it becomes harder and harder to take little jobs. I mean, I need to make a living at this point in my life, um, and I'm pretty much unemployable because. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have a long track record of sticking to one specific career, um, so I had to create my own. That's that's where I'm at.
3: So, how did you get the concept for Venue Unknown? Because it is such a really cool concept. And the first time I had heard about that, you I think partnered with oh, um, Jaren from Oleander and Palm to create this really cool event. And the pictures were just phenomenal. What what? Um, how did you get that idea? <laughs> <laughs> what compelled um, so, you to? to so do after
4: this? Uh, we we closed Valentine, um, I was you know kind of trying to figure out what I was doing. I was doing some consulting work and and some other things. Um, and I a part of me missed the restaurant business, but a huge part of me also didn't miss it. Um, and I I'd always had a lot of different concepts for restaurants that I wanted to try out. And pop ups are a big thing, I think, in larger cities, not so much here. Well, they're starting to show up here more and more, which is great and fun. Um, so I thought, well, that would be a fun way to explore some of the different concepts I have. Uh, so I met with with a real estate person and was talking about possibly doing like a one-week or a one-month lease at, at various places, and no one understood what I was talking about. Um, so I thought I would do a, a restaurant for a month, and then yeah. shut it down. Uh, so then I started thinking, well, maybe I can do one-day events, and people will be more apt to let me into their space for one day. Uh, so that's that's what happened. And I originally was going to start with a brunch event, and then my friend Jaron was uh, helping out with a redesign of an apartment building, and... I stopped by to say hi to her, and I just knew. I said, "Oh, this is this is the first event." So, now is yeah. um, is the concept
2: of venue unknown? Did you take inspiration from any other existing pop up secret social
4: I, models? You know, now that I'm doing it, I've seen other places that uh, don't. Because a big a big element of venue unknown is that you don't know where you're going and mm-hmm. you don't know what you're going to eat. Which, bless the people for going on that journey, because <laughs> that's a bit scary. Um, but so now I see that other people are doing it, but I really, I knew pop-ups existed, but I really thought I was being original with the, the secret element of mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, there's no original ideas, I guess, anymore, but... Mm. I think it's
3: really original to, to Bakersfield. I mean, you you see the pop-up restaurants, um, you know, that San Francisco has that, you know, they're there for maybe like a week or a month and then it's a completely different um, concept. And it's something that kind of, I think, really spurs creativity and other people to maybe go out and try uh, things like that. And I, I think we can't get enough of that kind of stuff. And I think Carla had a, a question for you also. Yeah.
1: Um, it, it, he's someone who loves speakeasies. Like, I love to go to different cities mm-hmm. and try to get into the speakeasy bar and, you know, have some crazy cocktails and experience that. I notice with Venue Unknown, um, it seems to have that feel. And you've also taken some of Bakersfield's culture and Bakersfield's history and put that in with some of the nights. I know you had a a night where um, one of the venues was at, um, I want to say the uh, Japanese, uh, like our old Chinatown area. Yes. And, um, what, like, what are, you know, are you into history? What, what is making you do this? Cause I, I think it's very original the way you're doing it. I haven't seen this anywhere and I try to keep open to all those type of things.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I do think what I do try to tailor each event to sort of a different theme, um, mm-hmm. because that's what keeps me going. Um, so the, the one that was in old Chinatown, I mean, I've always been enamored with that building. I mean, there's a great tenant in it now, but at the time it was vacant and, I've always thought it would be a great restaurant. Oddly enough, that's what it started out as. Um, So I wanted to do a Lunar New Year event, and it just seemed sort of like the perfect fitting uh, setting. And worked it out with the landlords, and the the rest was history. Andre was at that one. No, it was
3: awesome. And for our listeners out there, um, just a quick breakdown of what Venue Unknown is. A pop-up one day... Uh, restaurant type of event, and you have to be on a list to go, or how does that work?
4: Yeah, I I kind of wanted a little feel, sort of the speakeasy feel that Carla was talking about, where there's a little exclusivity. Um, but you know we're we don't there's not really. <laughs> you just have to make an effort. Yeah, so you have yeah. to reach out and you have to get on the list. Um, and then from there you can choose if you you know, want to go to an event or not. So.
2: Yeah. I've I've had the honor of working with you on a couple of yes. these events, and I was so it was the first time I um, helped. I was so impressed by your um, awareness of detail, and to the like plating of the food, to the sequencing of the evening, to the de- decorative elements. Um, where does that like? inspiration come from and like your the awareness of like a plate of food and i know that a lot of that was probably um honed while you were working at valentine's but it has to predate that like where does that knowledge and um interest come from
4: yeah um well honestly for the food portion of it it, because overall it's just a jumble of thoughts and craziness in my brain and that's where that all comes from but the food portion um I, when I moved to San Francisco, started working in a a French patisserie, um, and the owner, while not the friendliest man, was generous with his knowledge. Um, and he made an effort to introduce me to other chefs and sort of explore that world. And he was probably the most demanding chef I've ever worked for. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I couldn't even to this day compete with the level of where, He was at, um, and you know there were many times he screamed at me, and I was crying, and I will never work for him again. But I learned a lot. So, (laughs) you know, I learned that the little the little things do matter, even if it's just on a subconscious level. I think.
1: Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about Valentines? That restaurant was just. Incredible. I mean, that was me and my booze place. Like <laughs> we were celebrating anything if we wanted a great dinner. And it wasn't even, I mean, I, I love all the restaurants we have now, but I feel like we haven't had another no, Valentine. It, it left a hole in. It, the it really did. For sure, no, um, not
4: to guilt
2: you. Yeah. yeah, don't
4: feel bad about it. Back it back but I get the we'll ne- guilt a lot. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, we'll, we'll never be the same. It's it's sort of like Andre hearing about the homeless. It's me and Valentine.
0: So <laughs> 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 Biden create the homeless problem. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, well, well, honestly,
4: I didn't create Valentine. Um, I mean, obviously, I had a partner, but we also purchased it. It was an existing business. So. Okay. Uh, So it was founded by a guy uh, from New York originally, Robert Dixon. He really created something great. Um, When I moved back to Bakersfield, I actually don't think I was even living here yet. I went to eat at the garden spot. Love the garden spot too. Um, And I saw this this little place at the back of the patio, and I thought, what's that? And so I went there, and it was just sort of like, I fell in love with a restaurant. I mean, I ended up falling in love with a person that worked there too, but that's another story for another day. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Another podcast. That's a whole other story. Uh, So anyway, I I had kind of had in the back of my mind that I wanted to have a restaurant. At the time I was working in the film industry Um, in San Francisco, I thought that it was an impossible dream because... I had no capital, I had no investors, restaurant, sp- well, space in general is so expensive there, even back then. Um, I moved to LA, kind of forgot about it, was working in film. And then suddenly it just seemed like maybe this could happen. I thought I would do event planning, but Valentin, uh came up for sale and we purchased it. I think we started the process in 2006 and closed escrow finally in 2007, so... And then we closed in 2017. So, yeah. I'll never forget Uh it. Yeah. It it ran its course. And what what was
2: it like being a restaurateur in Bakersfield? And especially a very niche restaurant.
4: Yeah, it was a struggle. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't lie. Those are the things I don't miss. So it's hard sometimes when... um, you know, I would go home to check on my dogs or something, and I drove by Outback. No offense to Outback at all, but there would be, you know, a 40-minute wait there, and we had three tables. were <laughs> so mm-hmm. okay. And then our location was great, um, but, you know, we were 12 tables, so oftentimes we were packed, and people would be irritated about that. It was sort of, you know, a can't-win kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah.
2: I Every year in July I fondly remember Valentine and Bastille days. <laughs> oh, it was my favorite event that you guys hosted and all the costumes and
4: the yeah. celebrated
2: French cuisine. It was amazing.
4: Well, that was sort of a July was always completely empty. Everyone leaves for the coast. Um so we they had always done a one night Bastille day sort of informal like let's open a bottle of champagne and just, you know, cheers. And I took that concept and said we should dress up in costume. And um, so I think the first year it was just bustle day. The next year, you know, not everyone could get in, so we made it two nights, and eventually grew to a week long celebration that sort of saved our entire summer. (laughs) Yeah, but I think that's you know that's also part of um, my background in film and doing sets and wanting to do something a little bit outside of the norm. And Mm -hmm. you know, before we. Um, wrap up the interview. I want to make
2: sure that we get a chance to talk about neighborhood pop shops yes. and what's going on with that.
4: So, I approached a friend of mine a while ago, and we were talking about fashion and food. and I said, I want to do something with you for venue and Nome. And we couldn't figure out what that looked like. And her and I were traveling to some markets for inspiration. And while we have pop up makers' marks here in Bakersfield, we have a lot of craft fairs and things. Um, we didn't have anything to the level of what we had seen um, in some of the bigger cities. So we thought, why not do that here? Um, and, and also, we want to take it to other sort of mid sized markets and uh, do it probably twice a year here and then also travel around to all those great cities. That, Where in Bakersfield is
3: the um, neighborhood pop up going to be?
4: So the first one is going to be in the corner of 21st. Okay. I'm sorry. Twentieth and E. Not mm-hmm. ignore the twenty first. We're on twenty first right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the corner of twentieth and E is the easiest way to describe it. You'll you'll find it <laughs> if you go to the corner. Do um, you see
3: this kind of growing to a uh, like monthly type of event, or is this going to be like a one time pop up? It's, it's
4: def- there's far too much invested for it to be one time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's at least going to be twice a year, maybe okay. maybe quarterly. Um, we'll see how it goes. Unfortunately, this will air
2: after the first one, but do yes. you have a date for the second?
4: We do. Hold on. I know it's in April. <laughs> Let me pull out my phone calendar.
3: And for the listeners who are interested in They um, can follow out Neighborhood More. Pop Shop yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can see all the really cool vendors because there's some really interesting ones. Yeah, you That's guys cool, have curated
2: right? a great list of... Um...
4: Thank And are you. they all local vendors? Or? No. So I think that was important for us. We wanted to bring... Uh, we wanted to bring some people from outside as well as as well as focus on our local makers. I mean we have a lot of talented, very talented people here that maybe aren't getting the attention that they should. Yeah. But we also wanted to bring in uh, some larger names and some uh, people that maybe haven't been to Bakersfield. So honestly, it was a little bit of a sell to get a few people to come here.
3: But I think it's going to be worth it. And I, I hope that they fall in love with the charm of the city as as everyone else who's been here, who isn't from here has.
0: Jen, uh, I, I want to ask you be in Bakersfield question. So sure. you um, have uh, been to a lot of cities and lived in a lot of places, and you've come back home and you've contributed so much um, in, lots, in lots of different ways, making Bakersfield a much more interesting place to live. Um, your story though is interesting. You you moved back because your mother uh, became very ill, mm-hmm. and you you were visiting her. You ended up getting a job with Clear Channel Radio, mm-hmm. and then ended up moving back home. Mm-hmm. And you moved home, and you realized Bakersfield's far better than what you remembered it growing up. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, tell us about you know you're looking at Bakersfield with a new lens, and and uh, how do you feel now living here for an extended period of time?
4: I I only see it getting better and better. It's it's honestly the past I would say the past 2 to 5 years have been an even bigger growth and just seeing the new the new options that we have and I mean, it used to be you had to drive to LA for some things and I don't think there's a need to do that. I think everything that you could want is here. We have a thriving cultural life. Um there's great restaurants. There's I mean, I couldn't even decide where to get coffee today, right? There's so many choices.
0: Where'd you end up going? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it,
4: it was an emergency because I didn't have the address of where I was going, and I left a little Thanks late. Thanks for throwing it back on me. <laughs> 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 but, but no, um, I think you know when you're a teenager, you look around and you think there's nothing to do in this town. That, that may, might still yeah. be a sentiment. I'm not sure. But I will say that I had uh, an adult stepchild move here, and uh, she hadn't really lived here since she was a little, little child. Mm-hmm. And she built a great life full of friends and you know worked at Cafe Smitten and had a cute apartment. And I, it's a place I would not have considered living in my 20s. And, and now I think it's absolutely a viable place, and there's, there's people to date, there's stuff to do, so yeah.
2: Well, Jennifer, thank you for being here, and thank you for all that you've done in our community. (laughs) Yes.
1: And I do have to just give you a shout-out for your Instagram. I Insta-stalked you for a long time. You have an incredible Instagram, and we have to tag you on it on our Instagram. It's so good, people. You have to follow. (laughs) I'm a fan.
4: (laughs) Yeah, she did actually kind of stalk me, and then then told me. She was the first person in my life that... Yeah, it was I, an I awkward don't even meeting, want to tell the story. Yeah. So, if you had many people,
2: <laughs> in, well, let, tell you story. Your <laughs>
0: story. It was awkward. <laughs> we were, uh, let's hear it. It at, wasn't
1: at Jen- awkward <laughs> for me. I was like, we were actually Miranda Whitworth and Matt Munoz's wedding. Yep, and I was like, oh my god, that's her. My husband's like, calm <laughs>
2: down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was like, I've got to
4: talk to her. Her Instagram is lit. <laughs>
3: and it's at Jennifer Does Stuff.
4: It, it is. It's not that lit. <laughs> it's really no, like, not. Your your comedy does come through. Especially <laughs> okay. yeah. your, your, your stories. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> well. <laughs> it's have just,
3: you ever considered stand-up?
4: I, You know, I have, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not funny when I'm trying to be funny. That's really the problem. It's it's sort of just yeah. The same
0: problem. Stand up comedians.
4: That's
1: what like wa- looking at your stories, it reminds me I'm I'm watching like a stand up comedian. God keep considering no
4: pressure. It.
0: <laughs> okay, before you go, yes. we want to play a little game. Okay. And if you've listened to the plug podcast before,
4: uh-huh. uh huh. I have. You
0: know what's coming next.
4: Oh, mm-hmm. it's like the rapid. 73 right? questions,
0: mm-hmm. inspired by Vogue, 73 questions. Yeah. This is a rapid fire uh, lightning round of questioning. Uh, and we need your honest, earnest answer as quickly as possible. And we're going to total the score to see if you are, um, well. Uh,
4: if I get around? Well, yeah. If you, <laughs> <laughs> I gonna yeah you're never going to live that down, on well, I was <laughs> trying.
0: We're going to edit this. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start with Rachel, Asus, Carla, and then myself. We're going to keep going. Again, I'm going to tally these so that we can give you your score at the end.
2: Well, how is it being scored?
0: Well, how many the,
2: questions uh, you get in in uh, five five yeah. minutes? Yes. That we do? How oh, many okay. answers you get correct? And there's no prize. There's correct answers. There's no
1: prize. No.
4: Okay. Well, I'm I'm competitive, so if there'd been a prize, it would have been better. Bragging rights. Okay. Well. Wait. Has anyone ever done all seventy three?
0: Oh, no. no. no I, I think, either. what's our high? What's it's, it's like 37.
4: 37. So you got to beat 37.
0: Okay, hold on. I'm going to put five minutes on the clock.
2: <laughs> and be funny. Oh, oh God.
4: God. <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely not going to happen. But.
0: <laughs> All right, we're going to get started right about now.
2: What is your power color?
4: Green.
3: What makes you laugh no matter what?
4: Entree. Andre. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite holiday? Christmas.
0: Who has had the biggest impact
3: in your life?
4: My mom. What's your favorite film? Stand by Me.
3: What are you most enchanted by?
4: Life in general. What app do you use most on your phone? Instagram.
0: If you could travel back in 20 years, to 20 years ago, and you had five seconds to tell a younger self one thing, what would it be?
2: It's
4: all going to be okay. Best vacation you've ever taken? Uh... Sweden, Norway.
3: What did you read most recently?
4: Ugh, educated. You must read this book. It's so good. What's the best part of your day? Definitely not waking up. <laughs> if you were being sent
0: to Mars tomorrow for the rest of your life and you could only take two people, who would you take? <laughs>
4: Oh, God. What? (laughs) That's a horrible question. Can I take my dogs? Yes, dogs are acceptable. (laughs) I'm taking my dogs.
0: No, I want people.
2: Oh. I'm Uh, just kidding. (laughs)
0: Clearly, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Move
2: on. (laughs) Best dessert in Bakersfield.
4: Oh. Oh, oh, oh! A lot of desserts. I just had, I just had a, a, a like a pecan roll at Better Bowls. It was amazing. Yeah.
3: Uh, what's your biggest pet peeve? <laughs> <laughs>
4: i shouldn't Everyone say that it's it's honestly women that pretend to be dumb or, or maybe just are dumb i i just cannot stand <laughs> that i just cannot stand that it's like grab a book educate yourself you can do oh, it my God. amen <laughs> sweet or savory okay. oh savory
3: all right
0: favorite comfort food
4: uh any kind of pasta really perfect night
2: out in bakersfield Oh my god, these are like hard-hitting questions,
4: you guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> She's sweating.
4: <everybody. laughs> Woo! Um, well, if there's art after dark, I mean, that's oh, it, hands you. down. Thank it really know. is.
2: <laughs> what? I thought you would say venue unknown, but
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm you know I'm you not not being on self-promotion, but <laughs> that's a problem of mine.
3: What um what are some of your hidden talents? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think of all out there for people to see. <laughs> I mean it's just walking talent show right
1: there. <laughs> favorite uh band musician
4: album song you pick oh I don't know. maybe mm-hmm. oh, I have so many that I like I like Wilco a lot mm, it's a classic all
0: right when you think of Bakersfield what do you think of
4: the people and the giving it's the most giving place I've ever lived, and, and I've lived a lot of places. Get around. Do you make New Year's resolutions? Sometimes, sometimes not, but I never have kept one. So.
3: Do you have a favorite fashion designer?
4: Oh, probably Stella McCartney. What's one recommendation you'd give to someone who's new to Bakersfield? Get out and do things. Don't, don't sit at home. Get out. There's so many activities. Go to all of them, really. I mean, it's impossible, but do as many as you can.
0: When do you feel happy?
4: I feel happy when other people are happy. I, I love to create experiences that bring joy. Introvert or extrovert? <laughs> kind of both.
3: Do you have a favorite reality TV show?
4: No, I don't watch them. Oh, wow. Favorite podcast? <laughs> Hello, Bakersville.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite Bakersville neighborhood?
4: Oleander.
2: What's the worst job you've ever had?
4: Oh, God, I've had so many. <laughs> you know, briefly in high school, I was a night janitor. <laughs> That's got to cake. A night janitor? A night janitor. You need to write about at, at the YWCA. Thank God for Gilbert. Gilbert, I don't remember her last name, but if you're listening, thanks for getting me through those tough nights. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, guilty pleasure.
4: Oh, uh, just sitting on a couch with Netflix, really? Anything?
1: What's well, Bakersfield's best kept secret? It can be a place, an event, things to
0: do.
4: Okay, well, that's venue unknown. There's my self-promotion. There <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, describe the perfect party.
4: Oh, the perfect party is something where it's it's really a sense of comfort, I think. It's a sense of belonging. It, it, it really has nothing to do with why you serve, where it's at. It's... Bringing a sense of joy—that's what creates the perfect party.
2: Do you ever have imposter syndrome?
4: Yes. Oh my god. Every day, really. I. Oh, that could be a whole podcast.
0: And that is time. That was (laughs) thirty-three questions. You did a great job.
4: (laughs) That's. I think it's you guys paused too much. (laughs) What?
0: You should have omitted the humor, uh,
4: There was no humor. That wasn't <laughs> funny. Yeah. It was funny. I don't know. I think was we was... laughed more than typical, more than usual. Yeah. Yeah. Really you usually. did a great job, actually. I, well, thanks. I don't think I can compete with KK with Justin, but he was pretty funny. Uh, he was I funny. think this is up there. <laughs> sure. yeah. All right. All right.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. We have a lot of editing to do for this one, but uh, <laughs> Jennifer Sanderson, thank you so much for being on the Hello Bakersfield podcast. You did a great job.
4: Thank you.
0: And thank you, the listeners, for listening again to our podcast. Please do us a favor and continue to listen, download, subscribe to the uh, podcast share it on Instagram and Facebook let your friends and family and co-workers know uh, about the podcast we're trying to continue to build our audience uh, we love you and we appreciate your support Hello Bakersfield is a product of the nonprofit, the hub of Bakersfield doing some incredible things for the heart of our community we want to thank Brian Boozer at Om Studios for producing today's podcast thank you to Hate Drugs for the opening theme music And again, thank you to all of you. That's our show. Until next time, bye Bakersfield.
3: Goodbye. Bye. Bye Bakersfield.
2: Goodbye Bakersfield.